If you're working toward a big goal, whether that's trying to lose weight or pay down debt or maybe get in shape, any big project like that, you might imagine that everything will be so much easier once you just get there and you can relax and enjoy your accomplishment. But the truth is we're often completely unprepared to navigate what can be a really tricky transition from active change to the maintenance phase. And if we're not careful, we can let what we've attained slip through our fingers simply because we don't feel as motivated or rewarded by maintaining that new status quo as we did by making progress toward it. All right. All right, everyone, take your seats or lace up your sneaks. We're about to get started. Welcome to the Change Academy podcast. I'm your host, Monica Reinagel. And in this show, we talk about what it takes to create healthier mindsets and habits in our own lives, as well as how we can create healthier communities and workplaces. Whether you're working on your own health and well-being or promoting healthy behaviors is your job, we're going to talk about what works, what's hard, what's needed, and what's next. Let's jump in. Sometimes in order to create the results that we want to create, we need to change long-standing behavior patterns that are not serving us. And that's hard to do. It involves interrupting ingrained habits. It often involves giving up sources of immediate gratification. So for example, if we want to see that savings account balance grow, we may need to start walking past that coffee shop that we've been stopping at every day, or skipping those end-of-season sales, both of which we enjoy. But if our desire for and our commitment to that other goal of building up that balance is strong enough, then we're willing to forego that immediate pleasure. And one of the things that keeps us motivated to maintain that discipline, to keep saying no to something that we want in the moment in order to get something that we want even more in the future. The thing that keeps us going is seeing that we're making progress toward that goal that we've set. Seeing that gap between our current reality and our goal decreasing. It can be really exciting. The only problem is that when we finally reach that goal, it can be much harder to stay motivated to continue to do those things that will continue to support us in that new reality. Because we're not getting that positive reinforcement of progress. We may think that getting to maintenance is the dream. That's when everything gets easy and good. But in reality, maintenance can feel kind of boring or uninspiring. But you know, the opposite of maintenance is backsliding. And the fear of losing something that we've worked so hard to accomplish, that can take a little of the luster or the fun out of reaching that goal, especially if that's happened to us in the past, where we've worked really hard to, say, lose 20 or 30 pounds But then over the next months, we end up gaining it back. Or maybe we're super disciplined about paying off our credit card debt and we get it down to zero, which feels great. But then a couple of years later, somehow it has climbed right back up again. Or maybe we are willing to exercise really diligently when we're training for a race or an event 
and we get to that starting line in tip-top condition. But then after the event, our training just falls off a cliff and we lose all that hard-won conditioning. And this is why people sometimes start to feel really anxious when they see that they're getting close to a goal that they've set. Somewhere deep down, and maybe this is through painful past experience, but at some level they recognize that they don't actually have a plan for what comes next. We see this a lot with the people that we work with in the Way Less program. So most of you listening know that one of the ways that I apply this approach to behavior change is by helping people achieve sustainable weight loss through a coaching program called Way Less. And in that program, we don't teach people how to lose weight because most of them already know how to do that. Instead, we help them become someone who weighs less. And yes, you're going to recognize that phrase I just used, become someone who, because that's a key part of what we teach here in the Change Academy. That long-term change usually involves a shift in our identity as well as a change in our behaviors. And that's about becoming someone who. Now, fortunately, although our way less clients may not realize this at first, we do have a plan for how they will build the skills that are going to allow them to maintain their progress and their identity as someone who weighs less going forward. And that's a big part of what we do in that program, as well as in our alumni groups. But you know, in the past couple of years, I've noticed something interesting. We have an increasing number of clients who come to us having already lost all or most of the weight that they want to lose, often by doing another program like Weight Watchers or Noom. But they're afraid, and rightfully so, that as soon as they stop counting their points or logging their food into an app, that they're going to backslide. They're going to lose that progress. At the same time, they don't want to have to continue doing that forever. They want an exit ramp from those. I mean, those practices may have helped them lose the weight, but The vision that they had for what life was going to be like once they had achieved that goal, it did not include continuing to count points or log food into an app for the rest of their lives. But they're afraid to stop tracking or counting because it feels like that is the thing that kept them on track. So when we work with people in this situation, we're helping them develop the mindset and the skills and, well, really, most of all, the confidence in a new identity as someone who weighs less without having to count points or log their food. Often, once we reach our goals, whatever they are, we need to reconnect with or update the reasons that reaching that goal was important in the first place, that compelling why that we're often talking about. Because it's usually not to keep a streak going in our habit tracker, or to see the number on the scale go down, or our credit score go up, those are simply markers that show us whether or not our actions are aligning with that desired outcome. Those markers are not actually the payoff. In fact, I'll go one step further and suggest that even the desired outcome that we are working toward isn't really 
the payoff. The true payoff is what achieving that goal enables us to do. What can we do with that leaner, healthier body that we've created? What would that money in the bank or the absence of debt make possible for us? What would that degree or certification or book that we want to write, what would that allow us to do with our time and our lives having accomplished that? But you know what? Dopamine fiends that we are, those markers, especially when they are delivered in the form of some sort of electronic bonbon, the markers can easily become inherently rewarding. And that's absolutely by design. Remember, behavior change is hard. Making the daily choices that lead to a distant goal is hard. So these tools that give us those small rewards, those little electronic bonbons, they can actually be helpful. The only danger is that they become the only reward that our brain recognizes as rewarding. The problem, the danger there, is because once we reach our destination, those progress markers are going to go away. And if we're not careful, that's the point at which we can let what we've attained slip back through our fingers because we're just not feeling as motivated or rewarded by maintaining our new status quo as we did by marking our progress toward it. But I will tell you, the only thing harder than standing at the bottom of a mountain looking up at the top is standing at the bottom of a mountain that you've already climbed, but you're back at the bottom again looking up at a summit that you used to be standing on top of. So I have a few suggestions for how we can prepare better for what happens after we've achieved our goal. This is a greatly underemphasized step. So yes, we do want to celebrate our progress toward our goal. We just don't want to let making progress become the goal for all the reasons I've just outlined. So when you visualize your success, which is a really fun and motivating thing to do, I want you to also challenge yourself to picture the days, the weeks, the months that follow achieving that success. What does it look and feel like to get up the next day? How does someone who lives in that ongoing new reality, how do they operate? What are the habits and the behaviors required not to attain that state, but to maintain that state? It's also a great idea to practice maintenance ahead of time. So if you are in a long process of change, such as a significant weight loss, it's a really great idea to build in some maintenance intervals that allow you to rehearse for that future where no change constitutes success or even progress. And then when you do achieve your goal, it's a great time to remind yourself what the real objective was and to start doing the things that achieving this goal makes possible, those things that you couldn't do before the things that you were looking forward to. So if one of the things that motivated you to lose weight was to be able to enjoy more active vacations, make sure you go ahead and book that active vacation. Or if one of the reasons you wanted to reach a financial goal was to create more time in your life, to pursue 
a creative outlet or a rewarding leisure activity, make sure you start pursuing that. Don't just collect your trophy and then sit on the couch staring at it. Start exploring and really inhabiting this new version of your life or maybe your body. Take maximum advantage. And in so doing, you're going to be reinforcing that new identity and building those new behaviors that belong to and support that new ongoing reality. So does that make sense to you? I'll grant you it's a bit of a slippery concept, but hey, we're working on high level stuff here. And I did want to throw one other resource out for you. Last year, Brock Armstrong, my former co-host here on the Change Academy, he and I did a live workshop where we explored a lot of these same themes specifically in relationship to weight loss and weight maintenance. And we called that Creating Your Transformation Toolkit. So if you were a listener last year, you may have attended that workshop live. But if you didn't, we've posted a replay of it on our website that you're welcome to check out. And, you know, if you've been missing Brock's wisdom as I certainly have, well, this is a great way for you to get a little booster shot. So you'll find that at wayless.life slash workshop. And we're really happy to make that available for anyone who is using these tools that we're talking about on this podcast to support that particular type of work. Thanks for listening. See you next time. All right. Thanks, everyone. This has been the Change Academy podcast with Monica Reinagel. Our show is produced by me, Brock Armstrong. You'll find links to everything Monica mentioned in today's episode in our show notes, as well as on our website at changeacademypodcast.com, where you can also send us an email or leave us a voicemail. If you're finding this podcast helpful, we hope you'll subscribe or even better, give our show a rating or review in your favorite podcast app. Or, best of all, share this episode with a friend or colleague you think would enjoy it. Now here's to the changes we choose.